Thessalonians. Greetings in the name of Jesus Christ our King. We are so excited for this opportunity to share the Word of God with you through your favorite program, The Moment of Truth. We are at a critical moment in God's plan for humanity, and God is said to do awesome things in and through individuals, families, communities, organizations, nations, continents, and across generations. As we proclaim the Word of God in the following series, you are going to receive illumination and direction, especially those in the Valley of Decision, and hopefully you'll be accurately positioned for the current move of God. So, sit back and relax. Go ahead, call your family and friends, and get ready for a life-changing encounter with the Word of God. As you do, your life will never be the same again. People of God, what's on my mind now is institution building and legacy. The other day I was at the Citadel with my niece, Mrs. Sholama Badeje. And as we were going around the Citadel, I began to talk to her about where I will be laid to rest when I exit, exit the planet. And she paused, Uncle, I don't want to hear any of those things. I said to her, that Shala, like everyone else in this world, I will live one day. I'm conscious of that. I'm not living because of death. No. Or sickness or disease. No. Death can kill me. I'm dead already. I do not fear death at all. Did my mother fear death? Did she? She was looking forward to it with such joy. Every day. They will come from America. They will come from England. Every nation she mentioned, they came from there. They will follow you and your children and your wife. And you take me to that fight. She did not know that 10 years previous, we have already provided the place. She paid for her own embankment. In her thinking, I may be, I might have traveled. She took her pastor, her pastor I, I heard it from the pastor's mouth. She took her pastor to the mortuary to go and pay deposit. He said, for who? He said, for me. He said, no, mama, you are not dead. He said, no, 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 I don't want to wait till then. In case my son is not at home, he has a deposit so that you put me here. Then built in my father's house a place where they will, she will, what do you call it? Line, for a lying estate. That's where I put the water tank now. She built it by herself. So they will put me here, a lying estate here. Then she bought all the clothes for funeral. Which we didn't use. But I told them, I don't want her to go and accuse me before God. I wrote what she bought also and threw it. (laughs) You understand me? And threw it in there. And then finally, those who were there, we took white roses. And dropped it in there. We didn't do dust to dust. Because she was no longer dust. Look 
unto your father Abraham. I hid him out of the rock. Because we are no longer doors. Was why Jesus was not buried in the ground. Rock of ages cleft for me. Let me hide myself in you. Dust is still the food for the serpent. But they don't have enough strength to crack the rock. You are Simon. But you are going to become Petrus. And upon this I will build my church. And the gates of hell cannot access it because there's no dust. That's why he washed their feet. He said, that is the place that gathers dust. Are you here? Yes. My mother did not fear death. So I was telling Shola. I said, Shola, my dear, I will exit the planet one day. And I want you to be sure this is where I will be laid to rest. I didn't build for myself alone. I also built for my wife. So that she does not have to care about it. It was Abraham who provided a place of rest for Sarah. Do you understand me? And she paused. I said, there's one more thing I want to tell you. Like everybody in our family, I was born a baby, a child. I was raised a boy. But my mother, after my father died, before my third birthday, Beshola, I made my choices as a man. I was born a child, I was raised a boy, but I made quality choices as a man. And she paused and said, Uncle, where are you going? I am not going to die as a mere man. I will rest in the Lord as an institution. Long after I had gone, men will still be studying. What did he say? How did he say it? And guess who will be the broadcasters in those days? You. Amen. You will tell them I was there. Just as Dr. Sumra told me about Smith Wigglesworth. How he wept on him. How he laid hands on him. And few months after that, he passed on. And Dr. Sumra had gone to America by then. How he spoke to me about Howard Carter. And the input in his life. I'm talking about Dr. Sombra now. And what he did in my life. That changed me completely inside out. Such men don't die. They still influence and control the world from their grave. I'm not going to die a mere man. I will die an institution. You'll be writing. Smith Wigglesworth did not write a single book. His wife taught him how to read the Bible. He wrote few words and spoke more. Every book you see on the shelf about Smith Smith Wigglesworth was written by others. Hey guys, you can die like a dog if you choose. You can die like a mere man if you choose. But by the grace of God, I will rest as an institution. Therefore, I have no room for frivolities. There is no time to waste on religious routines and rituals. And everything, including programs, activities, and personnel that I wrote blog to are becoming an institution and leaving a legacy, consider them dismantled. Do you understand this? I'm not sure you do. I'm full of matter. I'm not full of myself. I'm telling you a simple conversation you are not part of. I mentioned names so that you can cross-check. You need telephone number. How can you pass through this world as just a jet sum and float sum? As an inconsequential person that nobody knows. You are unsung, unwept. Nobody knows about you. I can you say I'm a sevenfold persona 
I'm a seed. I'm a son. I'm a servant. I'm a steward. I'm a soldier. I'm a saint. I'm a star. And yet, you have no impact and make no difference. I'm not just a Nigerian. I'm a global citizen. The world is my parish. I told you that many years ago. I'm not jumping around, escaping from Nigeria and and doing global tourism. No. I'm a nation builder. Tell your neighbor, no room for frivolities. And no room for time wasters. I'm a man on a mission with a clear vision to leave the world and the people I encounter better than I met them. Sit down with me. I'm a man on a mission with a clear vision to make the world and the people I encounter better than I met them. In the name of Jesus Christ. So if others play church, we cannot. And because there is no future without a diligent consideration of the past, I think it's right, especially on this day, as we unveil goals and strategies for 2019 and beyond, that is, when I come back in 2020, if I do, I come back in 2021, if I do, you still see me telling you the same thing. And I'm not going to say, our target this year is 1,000 souls, perish the thought. And we are going to go to three, four areas this year to do evangelism, perish the thought. It's going to become a habit, a lifestyle, a destiny. Uh, do you understand me? It, it, it will be what we do. Not what anyone is, 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 is compelling us to do. It becomes a li- like you breathe in air. It becomes natural with you that you, you, you can't shut your mouth but give access to heaven to come in. Every time. Do you understand? Can you do anything to orange juice to produce pineapple juice? Or to orange to produce pineapple juice? No. There's nothing you can do to mango to produce orange juice. So regardless of circumstances and situation, what is in me will flow. Regardless of what I face or who is there. Can I hear amen? Amen. I cannot finish this today because of your time. I will continue later because each segment is loaded. We are building institutions. This is not, okay, ad hoc. We will do this this year and we'll do that next year. I'm tired. There's no future without a diligent concentration on the past. I think it's right that we take off today from church history. And lessons we can learn from same in order to create our dream future together. Lessons from church history. 
The post-resurrection church of Jesus Christ began with roughly at about 120 people in the upper room, including women and children. He labored for three years. He preached in cities and villages. He fed 5,000 people at a time. He fed another 4,000 people at a time. But at the ascension, when he bid the world goodbye, only 120 people, including women and children, were in the upper room waiting for the Holy Spirit to come. Acts 1, verse number 15. If all I cover today is church history, I continue there from there. <laughs> Acts 1.15 And in those days Peter stood up in the midst of the disciples. Altogether, the number of names was about 120. After three years of labor. After feeding 5,000. Feeding 4,000. You see, Jesus knew the difference between the crowd and the church. It's not food. It's not food. That number grew up to 3,120 after Peter's message on the day of Pentecost. Acts 2, 40 and 41. The 120 served as nucleus but one message brought forth 3,000 people that were added to the church. Acts 2, 40 and 41. And with many other words, he testified and exhorted them, saying, Be saved from this perverse generation. Then those who gladly received this word were baptized. And that day, about 3,000 souls were added to them. What is the number of them? 120. How many were added now? 3,000. Didn't Jesus say, greater works than I do, you will do? Yes, sir. He worked for three years. Got 12 people close to him. Infused them with all he carried. One of them loved silver more than the Savior. Fair by the wayside. Peter spoke to the 120 that we need to put another stone there. Because heaven would not invade here except there is order. There are only 11 of us now. And then eventually they chose Matthias. It was added to them as they sat in the upper room. The Holy Spirit invaded the planet earth. There was a sound from heaven. The last time you heard that sound was in the garden of Eden. Now, Peter stood in the day of Pentecost and he leveled with him. And preach one message, and 3,000 people were added to the church. Immediately after that, the next thing that began was church in the house. It was the first thing they did. They were not buying mortar, they were not buying blocks, they were not buying bricks, they were not buying. 
the net, the immediate thing that started was church in the house. Why? Because all the Jews in the diaspora that came, they had no houses or a place in Israel. The only place they could meet together was on the porch of Solomon, which was not built by them. So within themselves, you know, how are we going to accommodate our people? They opened their doors to these strangers from diaspora. Church in the house began. So that when they will not meet or they are not meeting at, the, uh, at Solomon's porch, church continued to grow. I taught you here, when we cross from evangelistic dimension to apostolic grace, I taught you that the best way to envision a living church is to take your eyes off the building. That if the building catches fire, if the meeting place catches fire or is broken down, will the church still continue? If you don't have answers to that, then you are just a football field attending to crowd. When the game is over, they will pass to their own houses. They will pay gate fees. Call it by any name. But when there's no game going on there, they ain't coming. Church in the house began soon after that. And then the law began to add to the church daily those who were being saved. <laughs> it was easy to put them in lifeboats and take care of them and nurture them. The best place to disciple people is not behind the pulpit. It's when you accept responsibility for 10, 15 people and there are three leaders there, a captain of five, captain of 10, and you are there uh, teaching, encouraging. That's how to grow church. Is not to look for a superstar who will come to town and everybody will turn up and say, we had a wild time. As he leaves, the crowd will also disperse. That's what happens to those who use superstars and celebrities and the churches to build their church. Acts of the Apostle, chapter 2, verses 46 and 47. Lessons from church history. Acts of the Apostle, chapter 2, 46 and 47. So continuing daily with one accord where? In the temple. Remember that Solomon's porch. Uh, they had to rent Solomon's porch. The reason is there are no seats in the temple. It's outer court, holy place, holy of holies. God did not design for it for you to sit down tight. Bankunjo. Tell your neighbor, are you Mr. and Mrs. Bankunjo? We now take pride in how many people we seat. No. God's joy is how many people we are sending. So they meet in in Solomon's porch. If the apostles have something to teach the old. And the leaders of the church in the house will now take that word. And go and establish the saints in them. So continuing daily. With one accord in the temple. And breaking bread from house to house. They ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. So after this 3,120, the number was not revealed anymore. There were daily additions. Daily additions. But God gave us an insight into what number they had after the miracle 
that the man at the gate called Beautiful received, the lame man that was born from his mother's womb, after he was supernaturally healed by the Lord Jesus through Peter and John, we were given what the church had grown to become. Acts of the Apostle, chapter 4. The healing took place in Acts of the Apostle, chapter 3, but the total number now is communicated to us through Acts 4, 1 to 4. Now as I spoke to the people, the priest, the captain of the temple, and the Sadducees came upon them, being greatly disturbed that they taught the people and priests in Jesus the resurrection from the dead. And they laid hands on them and put them in custody until the next day, for it was already evening. However, many of those who heard the word believed, and the number of the men came to be about 5,000. So they went from 120 to 3,120 to daily additions. But by the time the man at the gate called Beautiful was healed, they now had time for ushers to count the number. And the total number became what? About 5,000 people. This is the first time they started using a generic word called multitude. Multitude. The word multitude now got into the lexicon of the church for the first time after that experience. Acts of the Apostles, chapter 4, 32 to 35. I'm taking you through church history. If that's all I do today, that's fine by me. Acts 4, 32 to 35. Now the multitude, you understand me? Does it mean ushering department had been fired? <laughs> Can you imagine if all you come to church to do is to count other people? And you don't count. I'm not sure you're hearing me. We are the ushers. We are the one counting the people. Do you count? Can God count on you? Acts 4, 32, 35. Now the multitude of those who believed were one heart and one soul. <laughs> Neither did anyone say that any of the things he possessed was his own, but they had all things in common. And with great power, the apostles gave witness to this resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And what happened? And great grace was upon them all. And when you find great grace... You don't find lack. Now, was there anyone among them who lacked? Say to your neighbor, we are growing up. We are growing big. We are growing very rich. Without any apologies. And we are growing together. <laughs> Can I hear amen? I'm not going to be a giant in the midst of dwarfs. No way. Everyone who appears in Zion is strong. If you want to be weak and feeble... And, and, uh, and do not count, look for somewhere else. Because we are going to challenge you by the things we do. But when you get to the citadel, you almost faint. What they call Oji. Dizziness. You just get dizzy and say, Hey, 
For my older brother's 70th birthday, my uncle came from Ibadan to celebrate with us. And on the way to the venue, he stopped at our toilet to use. He's now 97. You can imagine how old he was then. He was in his late 80s. Because my brother is old now. My brother is 78. So this is 80 years ago. So if you take 8 from 97... So he was in his late 80s. I'm right. He used the bathroom. And he, he came in and said, they should call me. And I came and said, I want to thank you very much. I said, oh, cool. don't mention sir. Don't mention sir. He said, no, I'm not thanking you about a birthday party for your brother. I've been to churches in my life. He became a deacon at a deacon Baptist church in 1954. That was the year I was born. Mm. ID was not here. <laughs> if ID was not here, you are nowhere to be found. <laughs> you are in God. I said, Uncle, I don't understand. He said, I stopped over to use your toilet. I saw how clean it is. And there's air conditioner there. I want to thank you for the way you have done God's house like this. Uh, he's alive. He will see the citadel. I'll bring him to come and see. She building Journey. No. I will when I see the people. me read further. Now was there anyone among them who lacked for all who were possessors of lands or houses sold them and brought the proceeds of the things that were sold and laid them at the apostles feet and they distributed to each one as anyone had need. You would think this word multitude is just used once. No. Greater number of multitudes were added to the church. They stopped counting. Ushers themselves now were people who mattered to God. They were not just counting figures. They also counted. Because can you imagine if all you do in your life is just to be an usher in the church? And they say, what role do you play? Say, I count people on Sundays. I sit them down and I show them where to sit. That's all you are useful. You are really very useful. But certain people needed to leave the church by means of death so that it can be healthy. Ananias and Sapphira, pretenders. Religious hypocrites had to die. They were the first victim of Zechariah chapter 5. Give me Zechariah chapter 5. Look, I can profile Acts 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 alongside with Zechariah 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. I can show you clearly that one 
relates to the other because all truth is parallel. Zechariah chapter 5. Then I turned and raised my eyes and saw there a flying scroll. Somebody say flying. flying. You will soon find out why it's flying. Because God cannot lie. God said, curse is the ground for your sake. He had said, the, Lord, the world will not return to him void. The day he caused the ground, it is cursed. And then Noah offered to God in Genesis 8. He said, I will not again cause the ground. He reversed the curse. But it's now flying. It's not on the ground. Do you know? It can't return to heaven void. He had spoken. If God says you are healed, it is cancer that will evaporate. evaporate. Do you understand me? It is whatever sickness or disease that will die and not you because it says you are healed. And he said to me, what do you see? So I answered, I see a flying scroll. His length is 20 cubits. His width 10 cubits. Then he said to me, this is the curse that goes out over the face of the whole earth. Because it's lifted up the ground. Every thief shall be expelled. Can somebody say amen? amen. Including pretenders in the church who are thieves. Amen. Who are stealing from treasury and occupying front rows in churches. Amen. They are thieves. They are dipping their hands into a common patrimony. I don't care how you celebrate them in, in society. They are thieves. So coming to church does not protect you from this. It's a flying scroll. Every thief shall be expelled according to this side of the scroll and every perjurer who uses the name of God in vain shall be expelled according to that side of it. I will send out the curses, the Lord of hosts. He shall enter the house of the keep on stealing tight. That's why I call them thieves. You have stolen from me. What you stole from him is not money. No, you can't access God's treasury. What you stole from him is the joy of seeing his children prosper. Yes. I will send out the curse, says the Lord of hosts. It shall enter the house of the thief and the house of the one who swear falsely by my name. That is swear to. Every document you enter into, you back it with false oaths. As I'm a Christian, I don't care if your first name is Christian, your middle name is Christian, your last name is Christian, you are Christian, 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 Christian on Monday. I don't care what your name is. This curse is alive. It shall remain in the midst of his house and consume it with timber and stone. It will not only kill you, it will destroy that house and make it desolate. Christianity is warfare. It's serious business. It's not casual, uh, soulish thing we do every Sunday to appease to conscience. So that society will see us as men who go to church. No, we are the church! Yes, sir. This was what Ananias and Sapphira did not know. 
that there's a flying scroll. So in Acts 5, see what happened to them. Acts 5. But a certain man, <laughs> a certain man named Ananias with Sapphira, his wife, sold a possession. And he kept back part of the proceeds. His wife also being aware of a conspiracy. And brought a certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet. Now, who first did this? Barnabas, the son of consolation, sold this land, left the money and said, you know, they were given a testimony and they said, uh, it was Elvis on at the vigil. He said, there were people who gathered uh, to watch Benny Hain and Archbishop Benson in Daosa and David Oyedepo in Kaduna. And then they asked a small tiny man to receive offering. And the man came and gave testimonies of how God had blessed him. I don't boast in those things. Do you understand me? I don't. Truth be told, you can ask my pastor. My first house in the UK was bought in 1985. We had a crusade to do in Ghana. There was no money. I sold the house and gave the money. And for many years, I didn't have any. But now the, the one I have was paid for cash, no mortgage. And I went to Ghana a few days ago and I saw how peaceful it is. Then I remembered that I sold a house to sponsor. I said, Lord, I need my harvest in this country too. <laughs> so that if this place is too tough, I'll just step out of here 40 minutes. You remember? It was then, it was after I'd said they should look. I said, look for a place for me. After they sit there, when I finish, <laughs> I'm coming here. But please don't look for any of those small, small, tiny houses. Look for a real nice one. Uh, minimum five bedrooms with dining, with uh, living rooms, with study. And it must have a gate. It must have a swimming pool because I swim. I say, we will grow rich and it will annoy you. Yeah. And you know. That's not your tithes and offering. I'm not blessed because you give. I'm blessed because I give. That's my lifestyle. Ask everywhere I've gone and everywhere I'd leave. I didn't leave as a pauper. I live as a king. Not at your expense. Because there's grace that works in my life. That I don't have to look for resources. When I get there, resources will come to me. Can I stop and go home? Let's read further. I'm not sure you are aware. After I'd sold the house, I still kept my business card with the address of the house in the pouch of my passport. I'd forgotten it there. We got to London. One day, Mrs. B and I, as we landed in London, I'd sold the house since. And I see people, I have, I have this, I have jet, I have this. You think I can't access those things? Huh? Where were you when Boeing 707 carried the logo of Lateran Assembly? Those are child's play. They are going to be, you are going to be begging me to use your jet. Amen. You didn't hear me. I don't want to be a jet flying pastor. I want to pastor a church full of people with jets. There's a big difference in that. 
Gulfstream has class so 6.5. The one that does not stop in the middle of the road to refuel. You give me a bed in one part in case I want to lie down. Then you create my dining and that little office where I can talk to somebody and be dictating and it's, it's total Wi-Fi. Ipola dara o ipola ipoye won mi lopo lopo mo si ma de uniko bo kominlo uniko bo no mi lasha madeni atata madeni olola bori banjo ba lola mo si ma de the day that Boeing 707 was launched here in Lagos, there were a few people that went with me, Mrs. B and I. There was first-class seat in the cargo plane. We were using it for business. We stepped into it. We took photographs. I stepped down. I never entered into it until they finished the business again. Those are not my values. Those are not things that, that, that inspire me. But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart? To lie to the Holy Spirit and keep back part of the price of the land for yourself. <laughs> they conspired. But the Holy Spirit told Peter what they did. There are many big empty men, big empty women, who prioritize themselves and their own agenda other than God's. And it used to bother me. But God said to me, it's from, it's, it is source that gave, them, that gave them the money that they will spend it on. Wait till Dominion Partners. <laughs> I will show you how that works. Because if it's from God, like David, you say, all this we got from you must come back to you. Amen. That wasn't no hokiri. And think that without you, God will not do what he has to do. He's been doing fine before you came on the scene. He will do better long after you are gone. Nobody compared Ananias to bring money. They did not announce everyone who has language and said, no! But they saw the recognition that Barnabas got from the apostles. And they wanted the same thing, but they are not prepared to pay the cost. Pay the price and say, you know what? Well, yeah, for most of you, our mobility movement in law, think about Lord Daru, our fallback position, our exit strategy. Ananias, while it remained, was it not your own? And after it was sold, was it not in your own control? Why have you conceived this thing in your heart? You have not lied to men, but to God. Bam! As soon as he finished speaking, the flying scroll hit him. Boom! Then Ananias, hearing these words, fell down and breathed his last. 
So great fear came upon all those who had these things. This is the trouble. When there's no fear of God in the house of God, people do what they like. And you think it's your living room? Paul wrote to Timothy, he said, I'm writing to you so that you may know how to behave yourself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and the ground of truth. Let's read for that. And the young man arose and wrapped him up, carried him out, and buried him. There was no lying in state. No service of songs. They didn't even consult his wife. Good riddance to bad rubbish. The wife did not know what had happened. She was coming to give testimony in the evening with her husband. Now it was about three hours later. When his wife came in not knowing what had happened. And Peter answered her, tell me whether you sold the land for so much. She said, yes, for so much. Ah. Then Peter said to her, how is it that you have agreed together to test the spirit of the Lord? Look, the feet of those who have buried your husband are the door. They didn't bury him close. <laughs> you know, Bola did because if he died three hours ago and they have gone to bury him, carried him out, and they were just coming to him back, what uh, lost us and I get you. Look, the feet of those who have buried your husband at the door, and they will carry you out. Then immediately she fell down at his feet and breathed her last, and the young man came in and found her dead and carrying her out, burying her by her husband. So great fear came upon all the church and upon all who had these things. May the fear of God enter into your heart. May the fear of God enter into my heart. May the fear of God bring wisdom into our lives. May the fear of God cause us to depart from evil. After the deaths of Ananias and Sapphira, it's not just multitudes added now. Believers were increasingly unquantifiable. Believers were increasingly because where there is fear of God, there will be purity, there will be power. Acts of the Apostle, chapter 5, verse 14. Acts 5, 14. And believers were increasingly added to the Lord multitudes of both men and women, I won't tell you the name of the ministry. And if you know, just say whom. During their meeting, I won't tell you how often. Whoever is taking <laughs> offering will say. <laughs> Uh, brothers and sisters, we are using green bag today. Do you know why? Because ushers were stealing money. So when they knew that they were using different bags, ushers also went to print different bags. So when they say we are using green today, they use green. We are using white today, they use white. As they gather the money, they pocket it. <laughs> I don't know the church, you
not only well, they increasingly people are being are increasingly being added to the church, multitudes from the surrounding region. That's impact from beyond the four walls of the, multitudes. Acts of the Apostles, chapter 5. Also, a multitude gathered from the surrounding cities to Jerusalem, bringing sick people and those who were tormented by unclean spirits, and they were all healed. Does this type of church need advertisement? Huh? It needs flyers. It needs billboards. It needs posters. To just mess up the city. The people who are the advertising billboards. And guess what happened? Beyond this, I'm giving you church history, chapter 1, chapter 2, chapter 3, chapter 4. We have now entered chapter 5. We are going to chapter 6. In chapter 6, because of the number of people, some were neglected in the distribution of food. You know, they had a break. They said, we are doing meat pie. We are doing sandwich. We are doing sausage roll. The widows of Greek-speaking Jews were neglected and they complained. Ah, Apostle, don't distract us. This is distraction. We were there when he fed 5,000. We were there when he fed 4,000. We know nothing is impossible with him, but those who ate also fled. We will not leave the ministry of the word and prayers and go and focus on widow called Jem, widow called Jem, Look among yourselves. Seven men of honest report full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom whom we may set after this business. The moment they delegated the authority so that administrative matters are, are straightened out by elders, not all elders teach doctrine. There are elders who serve well and there are elders who labor in doctrine. Do you understand? You must know where you fit into and do your best. The moment that was sorted out, see what happened to the church. They multiplied greatly in Jerusalem. And a great many of the priests were obedient to the faith. They crossed carpet. They left Judaism for Christianity. Acts of the Apostles chapter 6 verse 7. Then the word of God spread and the number of the disciples multiplied greatly. And, and that's why I can't but pause to thank God for what he told me two or three days ago. He said the year 2020, your year of multiplication in our realms. And he gave me scripture after scripture after scripture. I quickly called my daughter, Olupumi, and said, Olupumi, God has spoken concerning next year. We are, we are leaving this addition business and we are going to multiplication. <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry for my enemies. Because they will not die. If they are died, it will be better. They will be alive. Don't tell your enemies to die. Don't pray to God for them to die. If they die, God will not have opportunity of laying a table before you in the presence of your enemies. 
Don't join the church. I say, fall down and die, my enemy. Don't die! I'm not sure. Oh, yes. You're from Lord. But, oh, Lord, oh, Lord, I've got the radio. I have the television. I was on my gongo so. Acts 6, 7 again. Then the word of God's number of the disciples multiplied greatly in Jerusalem and a great many of these priests were obedient to the faith. Do you know what had happened at this time? They had filled Jerusalem with their doctrine. Everywhere. They had filled the entirety of Jerusalem with their doctrine. Look at Acts 5. Verse 17. I love this. I, want, I think all I can do today is church history. So we'll take a vote when I finish now. <laughs> Acts of the Apostle. Chapter 5 verse 17. Then the high priest rose up and all those who were with him, which is the sect of the Sadducees, and they were filled with indignation. And laid hands on the apostles and put them in the common prison. But at night, an angel of the Lord opened the prison doors and brought them out and said, Go stand in the temple and speak to the people all the words of this life. You will not fear a church like this. That the jailbreakers themselves were angels. Madam Suleiman or Sule, Mrs. Sule will never forget me. I arrived from Ghana, passed through the airport, entered my car. God said, go back. They are looking for you. I went back. And because they told me they were looking for me, so I went back. I said, you are looking. Hey! I said, don't touch me. They took me upstairs. The Agada was interrogating me. I think he was there that day. She knelt down. He knelt down and said, Oh God, please pray for me. One of mention you. Pray. I know you are speaking the truth, but pray for me that no evil shall befall me. I have to carry out that. I said, no evil shall befall you. Let's go. It took me there, began to interrogate me. They made the mistakes of their life. They gave me a form to fill. What's your name? I wrote it. I went to school. The records are there. Religion? None. Number of children, not applicable. Assets, not applicable. Passport number is in your hand. I mean, the woman was so grieved. I'm trying to help you because I'm a Christian also and you're just being stubborn. I looked around. I saw the calendar of a church. <laughs> I said, yes, I know. Your dickness is so-and-so church. Okay. <laughs> Was addressed to her there. I said, I know. They sent you to persecute me. <laughs> Abby said, what? I'm leaving this place. And, and, and <laughs> She was angry. She said, I'm going to sleep. I said, if you sleep tonight, the Lord has not sent me. She returned at 3 a.m. I said, Why am I alone? <laughs> Come and go. 
Come and go. Oh my Lord. Then they were starting a car that they were, I said, I don't want that car. I don't know whether you put pump in it. I prefer this one. So they went to go look for the key of that one. Returned my phone to me. I opened my phone. I started talking to uh, Pastor Ike. He was here. Vigi was going on. They are passing through Akwango uh, uh, now. We are climbing the bridge. And, and now we are going to, I'm telling you, I'm running this commentary so that you know. I said, please, we are taking you to the to your house. I said, I'm not going to the house. I'm going to the church. Uh-huh. It's a church I'm going to. You don't know my address. I'm not going to give it to you. Let's go to church. By the time we got here, those were the days we were doing vigils every night. They saw believers pray. I said, look, if you are not brought me, you all be dead by tomorrow. The way they kicked their car when they were going in order to see. Oh, Joe. Joe. Oh, Joe. If you lock up people and angels go to set them free, You'll be afraid, though. Uh-huh. That's what it means to disciple nations. To invade every, every power levers in the society so that the fear of God will strike men. Yeah. Professor Bolaji, I can hear me. Some of you can say, you know, something is clear in my spirit as I was praying. I know you are the prophet to this nation. I can't tell that about any other. I said, no, sir. There are many others. To every Elijah, there are 7,000 others. They may be in caves, but they are coming out. Amen. Let me read further. And when they had heard that, they entered the temple hall in the morning and taught. But the high priest and those with him came and called the council together with all the elders of the children of Israel and sent to the prison to have them brought. High priest sent to the prison to have them brought out. Those who are already in the temple, tell your neighbor, you are looking for me in the wrong place. I've moved on. You can gather here and continue worshiping at Akilo when we are gone. We give it to you. We have moved on. Say to your neighbor, we are moving on. There's no stopping the church. But when the officers came and did not find them in the prison, they returned and reported, saying, Indeed, we have the prison shut securely. And the guards standing outside before the doors. But when we opened them, we found no one inside. That shows me one thing. They do not pass through where the guards were. They went through another place. You know where? There was no gate anywhere or any door. They were kept in prison. But Jesus did the door. When he enters, he, he creates a door. When, even if it's a wall there, it will, make, it will open a door to you. It doesn't matter how tight and how secure they think you are going to prison, spend the rest of, you are coming out of prison. Tell your neighbor, the prison door is open. You are coming out. He has opened the prison door to those who are locked. You are coming out of every form of prison. In the name of Jesus Christ. Let me read. Now when the high priest, the captain of the temple, and the chief priest heard these things, they wondered what the outcome would be. They've looked for every scripture. None is applicable. 
So one came and told them, saying, look, the men whom you put in prison, I thought you didn't want to say, nigga, look. Look, the men whom you put in prison are standing in the temple and teaching the people. Then the captain went with the officers and brought them without violence. I want to tell you, you don't know how they escaped. You don't know what weapon was in them. <laughs> For they feared the people lest they should be stoned. And when they had brought them, they set them before the council. And the high priest asked them, saying, Did we not strictly command you not to teach in this name? And look, you have filled Jerusalem with your doctrine and intend to bring this man's blood. Tell your neighbor, we are filling Nigeria. With God's doctrine. And what is God's doctrine? Christ in you. The hope of glory. My little children of whom I labor in birth again to Christ be formed in you. Christ in you is the hope of glory. We're going to fill Jerusalem with our doctrine. Now let me close. Uh, I've not even finished church history. I'll continue with church history next time. I've not finished. This is not the, your usual goals and strategies. And we will say, no, this is institution building. You must know where we are coming from before you can decode where we are going. It's not business as usual. Yesterday ended last night. Munich Following the mother of Stephen, I don't know why I chose the name Stephen when I got born again and I was to be baptized. It was the name I chose. They asked, I said, I don't know why, but I like this man. His name is Stephen. It was a true matter. You cannot be a witness except you carry the spirit of martyrdom. The word witness is matter. You shall be my witnesses. are willing to die for what they believe. You are not willing to live for what you believe. But the days are here when our terror will fall upon them. The terror of the Lord will scatter their camp. Because the terror of the Lord is stronger than the terror of the enemy. Following the murder of Stephen, there was a positive development that looked like a major setback. The church in Jerusalem was scattered. The last time you heard any figure given was 5,000. Then multitude. Then they were greatly increasing. The law began with addition. Ended up with multiplication. The number multiplied greatly. And then all of a sudden, there was a revolt against the church. And if you look at it, it looked like a major setback. I think this is a place to stop. Because a people who do not have a sense of history, or who do not understand the purpose of history and its place and its import, will either repeat the blunders of history till they become history.
The whole church was scattered in different directions. And only the pillars remained. Only the apostles were left in Jerusalem. I mean, what do you think? If the crowd appeal was their main thing, this is the time to backslide. This is the time to begin to attack others. And say, look at, look at what stupid thing you did. I mean, if your whole life is dependent upon tithes and offering, when they scatter, you are, you are, you are, <laughs> you are ruined. But God has a hand in it. scattering. I call it intelligent strategic scattering. That was what birthed charismatic revolutionary army in this church. If you are a student of history. We went out every Saturday. Because SSS was troubling me then. I called the group that would go out SSS. Saturday so winning soldiers. <laughs> That's when they started selling SSS here to sit and be watching everything I would say. We'll go to Nook and Cranny everywhere on Saturday. We'll storm major areas. We have casual Sundays. The only moment of truth, we'll storm certain areas. And, and, and we'll go witness. So it got, there was nowhere to keep people anymore. We started giving churches members. We'll give them the cars to do the follow-up themselves. Do you understand this? Unusual church. How many pastors, will, 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 people will get born again in their ministry, and then they will say, uh, look, we made some exploits here. Since these ones are near your neighborhood, t- these are the numbers to follow up. Which church does that? I said, God had a hand in it. Why? Peter, James, and John, and the apostles had assumed the church is a Jewish club. And their boss told them, you shall receive power after that the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be my witnesses. Where? Jerusalem Jerusalem was a takeoff point. They have forgotten everything when the number multiplied, when none of them lacked anything, when they had opportunity to preach Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Every day had activity in church. I like to share what? How can you influence society or touch society when Monday you are in church, Tuesday you are in church, Wednesday you are in church? <laughs> Monday, kill and change your hair. I ain't They have different names. I Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, special women meeting, Friday, Saturday, then you get back on Sunday. You know definitely you have no job. You know, they brought a brother. Uh, He's so faithful. This brother is so faithful. There's no day the church opens. He's the first to get there. I look at them. I say, go and bring him. I said, brother, they say you are faithful. I said, yes. I opened my Bible. I said, read. He said, a faithful man abounds in blessings. Where are your blessings? He said, hmm? I said, you are lazy. <laughs> lazy. I'm not saying you should not attend, but you must have other things. You are you, what you are getting from here, you are deploying them, extending the frontiers of the kingdom. 
Acts of the Apostle, chapter 1, verse number 8, you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be my, with the word there is my two. You, you will be willing to die for it, if need be. You'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea, and Samaria, and to the end of the earth. Galileans, when they heard the end of the earth, they thought it was the Sea of Siberia. They were not even prepared to go to Samaria. You remember when God showed visions to people? He said, I've never eaten unclean thing in my life. He said, Don't call unclean. Well, clean. But look at Acts 8. Look at Acts 8, verse 1. Are you tired? Now Saul was consenting to his death. At that time, a great persecution arose against the church, which was at Jerusalem. And they were all scattered throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria, except the apostles. Where is your figure? Where is your total figure? What total number? Scattered! Won't you consider that a major setback? But it was a positive development. Why? Verse 4. Verse 4. Verse 4. Therefore, those who were scattered went everywhere preaching the word. While are they? You don't understand this. It was the apostles alone that were doing it. And sometimes Stephen tried to get involved. He got killed. Now, those who were scattered became so bold. They went everywhere preaching the word. Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ to them. One man brought joy into an entire city before he was a deacon. The boldness of, 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 of Stephen inspired him. He went to where none of them had ever gone. He went to Samaria and brought joy to the whole city. Suspended the, 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 the what's his name? Simon the sorcerer, who, who was considered great God to the people. Destroying all his occultic activities brought an end to it. Is that negative or positive? That was the first city impact crusade that took place. One man. He had no ministry team. One man. He went to Samaria and turned the city upside down and brought joy to the city. Through Philip's obedience also, the gospel got to Ethiopia. While the crusade was going on and people were confessing and, 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 and power, power, there was an outbreak of power of God. God said, Don, many of you will die there. Abdon, 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 you're not going to die a local champion. I need to get these things straight into Ethiopia right now. The Ethiopian eunuch had come to Jerusalem to worship, but never caught a glimpse of God or his presence. Why? The outer court is left for the nations, but the table of money changers had displaced people there. So they caught no glimpse at all. At all. He was going and still devoted to God had come all the way from Ethiopia, got nothing, and he was reading. And he was reading the portion. He was wounded for a transgression. Bruised for iniquity. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. By his stripes we are healed. And Holy Spirit, an angel said to him, Join this chariot. 
And he went there. And he paused and said, Do you understand what you are reading? Understand thou what thou readest? How can I? Money doublers, you exchange in Ashelom in the outer court. Nobody taught me anything. He joined the chariot and explained to him. And God created an oasis and created a pool of water in the midst of the desert. And he baptized them. He said, Does anything restrain me from baptizing? Say, You believe that Jesus is the Son of God. That's, that's, that's a series I did 10 Sundays. I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. To teach those who are just coming to church. Say nothing forbids you. He was baptized in the name of the Lord. And God took him from there. (laughs) The Ethiopian eunuch entered his chariot. Philip entered his plane. That's the origin of death. You understand? The Ethiopian eunuch entered as great as he was. He was using chariot. Stephen stepped into jet, landed in Azotus, and began to preach there. Did not return to Samaria. You don't understand. I will explain to you. The only nation in Africa that was never conquered by uh, what do you call the masters, colonial masters, was Ethiopia. Why? The gospel got there first. And they still see themselves as part of Judeans, tribes of the Lion of Judah. They were never conquered. Lateran Assembly, I can't even finish this history today. We have had our own major setbacks. Do you understand me? We have had our major setbacks. 1994-96 was our first major setback. I stepped out of the country to go abroad for holiday. God said, stay here and do not go back. It lasted 18 months. I was traveling the nations with Dr. Somra. That was when God gave the opportunity to him to infuse these things in me. Do you understand me? By the time I got back, the church was one-third full. They had all scattered in different directions. And God gave me a word. You will not see wind. You will not see rain. But you find water. Tell your people to buy more chairs. Did we not bounce back? We did. The second major setback was in 2011 when I stepped into destiny and you thought it was child's play. Now we're going, uh, our vice president is a Christian, our vice president is a pastor, our vice president is, is a child of God. Somebody pioneered it. It wasn't popular then. The church scattered. And men were misusing their tongues. Not understanding the plan and the purpose of God. You don't trade insults with people. Let them hurl them at you. The day will come when they will need you. Joseph must be wise enough to know that they are ignorant. And he must sit them at the table of brotherhood. Do you understand me? They just scattered enemies became friends. Friends became enemies. I was stabbed. I just stood there. I kept on doing it. Did we not bounce back? Did we not bounce back? Now, did the church scatter in Jerusalem? Did they? How many people were left there? Just the apostles. How many were they? Twelve. A church that began 120 people, but that added to 3,120. 
that became 5,000. That greatly increased multitudes coming from everywhere. There were only 12 people left. But you see, a true church, no matter the setback, will always bounce back. Acts 15. Acts 15. Acts of the Apostle chapter 15. This is our history. We are a people of history. We know what God has done in Christ Jesus for us. Acts of the Apostle chapter 15. I will continue with church history next Sunday. Acts 15. And certain men came down from Judea and told the brethren, unless you are circumcised according to the custom of Moses, you cannot be saved. Therefore, when Paul and Barnabas had no small dissension and dispute with them, they determined that Paul and Barnabas and certain others of them should go up to Jerusalem to the apostles and elders about this question. Who were left in Jerusalem? Apostles. How did they get elders now? You are going to find out. <laughs> so being sent on their way by the church, they passed through Phoenicia, Samaria, describing the conversion of the Gentiles. And they caused great joy to all the brethren. And when they had come to Jerusalem, they were received by... I can hear you. They were received by... And what? And what? I thought only the apostles were left in Jerusalem. They were received by the church, the apostles and the elders, and they reported all things that God had done with them. But some of the sect of the Pharisees who believed rose up, saying it is necessary to circumcise them and to command them to keep the law of Moses. Now the apostles and elders came together to consider this matter. And when there had been much dispute, Peter rose up and said to them, Men and brethren, you know that a good while ago God chose among us that by my mouth the Gentiles should hear the word of the gospel and believe. So God who knows the heart acknowledged them by giving them the Holy Spirit just as he did to us. And made no distinction between us and them purifying their hearts by faith. Now therefore why do you test God by putting a yoke on the neck of the disciples which neither our fathers nor we were able to bear? But we believe that through the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ we shall be saved in the same manner as they. Ready? Read. Read it one more time. When the church was scattered, how many people were left in Jerusalem? How many were they in number? Where did they get these multitudes from? A true church, no matter what happens, will always bounce back. And therefore I say to you, this grace, the spirit that is in you, your DNA from this day forward, as we build institution here, is bounce back. You are now hearing me, I say you bounce back. Tell your neighbor, my enemy, do not rejoice over me. When I fall, I will rise again. The righteous man falls seven times. The Lord picks him up again. In your DNA, in my DNA, is the ability to bounce back. 
regardless of circumstances, regardless of situation, stand to your feet and say, I'm bouncing back. I'm bouncing back. I'm bouncing back. There's no killing the church. There's no stopping the church. We are bouncing back. We are people of history. We bounce back. Nigeria will bounce back. Your family will bounce back. Your business will bounce back. Somebody shall bounce back. I'm bouncing back. In the name of Jesus. I'm bouncing back. You can't stop me. You can't hinder me. You can only foster all that God has purpose in my life. There's no stopping me. I'm bouncing back. I'm bouncing back. I'm bouncing back. Shout it again. Bounce back. I can't hear you. See, I divided this into several segments. I've not even finished church history. Did you benefit from it? Church scattered. You think they will go and now cry and be weeping? It has scattered. That was what they expected to happen to me in 1996. When I returned from that mission walk, that was what they expected when I did mission into Nigeria. They, they think it is finished. I'm bouncing back. Amen. And listen to me. Nobody can take away from me what is mine. Yes. You'll be living witnesses. Amen. I'm taking back what the enemy has stolen. We'll fix this nation. Nigeria will be saved. Nigeria will be changed. Nigeria will become great in my lifetime. Because what? Those who are not part of it will fall away. Like Ananias and Sapphira, they will fall by the wayside. And those who are part of it will plod along. We are bouncing back. Lift your hands to heaven this day. I give you glory and praise, my Father. I magnify your holy name for such a time as this. You have brought me forth. I thank you for the word of power you have put in my heart and my mouth for my generation. There's no stopping the church. You promise you build your church, the gates of hell will not prevail against it. I release into the lives of these people and to their constituent DNA the bounce back ability. The bounce back ability. The bounce back ability. The bounce back ability. You are not only born again BA, you are BBA, you have bounce back ability in the name of Jesus Christ. I'm backing, I'm bouncing back. Everything the enemy has stolen from you, he will restore it back to you sevenfold in the name of Jesus. And if your enemy will come against you one way, he will flee back seven ways. Somebody praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thanks so much for listening. We have to end it here today, but it's been a real joy to come into your homes to unveil the truth of God's Word. I pray that the Word of God you have received will sink deeply into your hearts and bring forth tangible fruit in Jesus' name. Amen. In addition, I pray that the truth you've embraced will not only set you free, but it will empower you to impact your environment positively as God's representative in your sphere of influence. Till we meet again on this platform, remain sandwiched between the peace of God and the God of peace. God bless you richly. Bye, Bye for, for now. now.